but I still think it's important to celebrate art even as something that isn't a commodity for other people just as like catharsis or something like that I don't think that every artist needs to be successful and sell their work in order to be considered an artist so I'm just trying to live my truth and I'm still figuring Hello and welcome to the Tending Creativity Podcast. This is episode 12. And for this episode, I got to talk to and interview Ella Hosp. She is an artist based in Joplin, Missouri. And she is currently an art student as well in school for art. And yeah, she does a lot of illustration work and has an Etsy shop where she sells different print work, print-based work. And she's currently, like I said, in school where she has an emphasis in sculpture, sculptural fiber, and sustainability, reusing materials and things like that. And I actually have a t-shirt from hers that is a skate puppy t-shirt. It's a really, really cute t-shirt. When I first saw it, I was like, I immediately knew that I had to have it. It has a little puppy on a skateboard. And yeah, her illustration work is just super cute and fun. And I really love her style. And yeah, I was really, really happy to be able to actually talk with her and learn more about her experience, her take on creativity and art, running an Etsy shop, being an art student, different things like that. I was really like inspired by the fact that she is so um, like aware of within her decisions for art and life, like keeps she keeps in the forefront of her mind and those decisions like making sure that she's doing things that are true to herself and that work for her and not doing things just because they might be expected of her or she thinks that others might expect that of her and yeah I just really appreciate having um that perspective from her because you know that's just something that at least I know I've personally struggled with and I can still struggle with and I'm sure that many other people have struggled with so it's just really yeah it's just really inspiring to hear from her and hear her talk about making sure that she's staying true to herself and that's something that I hope to um keep in the forefront of my mind when I'm making you know life decisions or creative decisions anything like that and yeah so it's just really cool to hear from her about her relationship with her art and art making Um, Yeah, so I hope that you really enjoy this interview, and I will just get right into it. Um, I was thinking that we could start with you just introducing yourself and what you do and what you're interested in. Sure, yeah. Well, I'm Ella Hosp, and I'm an artist in the Midwest. Um, I focus primarily in my work for school, it's mostly sculptural fiber um, with an emphasis on like sustainability, reusing materials and stuff. Um, But a lot of my more well-known work is illustration. Um, That's what I think people know me most as, just Mm -hmm. like stickers and t-shirts and stuff. Um, I've got a running theme of doing animals on skateboards, roller skates, that whole thing. Gonna 
keep going with that. Um, that's probably about it. That's probably about it for me. Um, just a creative person trying my best. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so, do you mind me asking how old you are? Yeah. No, I'm 24. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that I'm younger than I am for some reason. I think maybe because I don't know. Maybe my like style and stuff is really I don't know colorful and bright so people tend to associate that with people that are younger but yeah I'm 24 I'm still in school so it's weird I'm in a weird transitional life time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I totally get that um I was just wondering just so I can get an idea of like yeah. I'm, I'm 26 so um okay cool. so I could see like generationally I know, <laughs> I know it's these days you know <laughs> yeah I feel like being in my 20s is like in terms of like people's ages it's different than I thought it would be like I can see someone who's like 35 and they could look like or like yeah I don't even know what it means to look like a certain age you know because it's like I get different impressions I feel like anyone who like people from like ages like 15 to like 40 they all look the same to me now yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like what does age even mean Um, okay so I wanted to kind of so I'm I'm interested in asking like about your experience with school and stuff but yeah. like I was wondering like growing up what your life was like and how did you develop your interest in art is that something you were always interested in For sure yeah so I've always been a very creative person I don't think I really thought of art as a career until my senior year of high school kind of like applying to schools and stuff Um, I actually got recruited by the Kansas City Art Institute because of my um, portfolio and just people that I had been involved with. Um, I actually didn't really do much art with my school in high school. I did all of my art classes at this local art center in my city. Um, And so it was very interesting creating a portfolio that was purely made on my own time and not made for school. Um, So I think that maybe set my work apart from other people my age, um, which is maybe why KCAI was interested in me. And then I ended up getting some scholarships to go to school there and I went for a year and a half and it was fine, but I kind of realized I didn't really want to be a gallery artist and I wasn't like competitive enough to be able to like have this like, I don't know, it's just very competitive when you're asking people some people thrive in that and some people are like, this is not for me. And mm-hmm. I was one of those people that was like, this is not for me. Like, um, I've always struggled a lot with, I guess, like capitalizing off of my art because to me, it's something that I never felt like I had a choice with, like creating. It's like having another arm. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird, like putting things on a platter and trying to like sell them to people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to KCAI for a bit. It didn't work out. I ended up coming back to my hometown and transferring to a school here, um, still doing art, but it's like much more low key. Um, and then I kind of decided that I wanted to potentially like teach art. Um, I went that route, but then I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, I'm just right now still just an art student. Like I said, my emphasis is sculpture and fiber. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing and it's been really hard to like think about like I said as somebody who doesn't want to be a gallery artist I think that a lot of people think when somebody wants to do art for a living that's typically what they think of like somebody who has work in shows and does stuff like that but I I don't want to do that so I think that a lot of people sometimes are like well what are you even doing 
but I still think it's important to celebrate art even as something that isn't a commodity for other people just as like catharsism or something like that I don't think that every artist needs to be successful and sell their work in order to be considered an artist so I'm just trying to live my truth and I'm still yeah. figuring things out as I go but things have gotten a lot better I think I've, I'm on a clearer path now <laughs> that's cool yeah definitely like especially I'm like glad that because like when I was growing up that's kind of that was like the only thing I I knew like mm-hmm. the way that I knew of people being artists so yeah. that's another thing that I appreciate about like the internet and stuff like seeing my eyes being open to like different ways that people can yes like um like one like you said they don't have you don't have to always like capitalize off of it but if they somebody does want to have like a career in a creative field or like in the arts there's so many other ways to do it and I'm like damn I never knew all this and I'm still like and it's kind of like where people are still just like making new ways of being an artist which is really cool I mean I guess that's probably something that's like always been done but it's just not as it wasn't as visible so exactly I think now is probably like the best time to be an artist or creative person because it's like we have a lot of outlets and a lot more exposure than we Mm -hmm. used to so I think that um I'm happy to see like on TikTok and stuff a lot of artists gaining their success from like those platforms and stuff I think that's really cool yeah cool so you said in high school that it wasn't until like your senior year that you did think of it as like being a career yeah how did that shift happen well I I started my Etsy shop when I was like 15 but I literally just made like beaded bracelets Mm -hmm. and like little one dollar zines I didn't really think of anything of it it was like I probably made like ten dollars a month like it was not gonna be something that I could (laughs) make money off of um and then yeah my senior year um being just being forced because like for my enrichment class, we had to apply to a certain amount of schools mm. um, by like midterm for like a grade or something like that. So I was just like applying to schools and stuff and thinking about like what my talents were and what I would like really enjoy doing, um, you know, for a living, trying to figure out how to follow the rules of society while still like finding my own happiness. And so I think I always was very creative and always had that sort of outlet um, and then I got that opportunity with KCAI and I toured their school and I was like, I could see myself doing this. Um, so I think that's how that came about. And then after that, I just kind of took it and ran with it. I think Instagram was a big outlet for me. I kind of think that that's where a lot of, I met a lot of people on Instagram who were other artists and then I formed friendships with them. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like, I, I just melted into yeah. that and that's that's that became who I was and that's who I am now cool so and then um when you came back so you said you were there for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. I guess what what was it because you said like it didn't work out and um what was it like being in that because would you say like that was uh since it was like focused on like being in like being a gallery artist and stuff Mm -hmm. um and like where you are now is do they still have that kind of like lens too of like they're um, trying to gear up students to be gallery artists or is it more um, like depending on the student I have a friend who goes to school there still so 
I kind of still sort of see when she is talking to me about like her experiences there, I still see a lot of the parallels that I was experiencing as a student there. I actually took a year off at KCAI in between my year and a half there mm-hmm. because I had um, I had work in a show in LA and work in a show in New York City and I was traveling and mm-hmm. setting up installations and stuff, which to everyone sounds like a dream, but it was very chaotic for me. And I think that that was really pivotal in my decision where I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> you were, you made you realize like, yeah, because I mean, it, I'm very thankful for that experience, but it really did open my eyes. And also just going to a private art school that is like an insane amount of money a year to go to. Um, it just wasn't lining up. And like, I, I don't have the privileges that a lot of people at that school did have being yeah. able to, to have support financially. So it was very rough for me, um, just trying to keep on top of everything and to make work to the extent that I knew I could make while focusing on having a job outside of school and stuff. Um, And yeah, I do think that they still focus a lot on, I guess like gallery artists or really they want people to be a practicing artist outside of their profession, which I think is important. I think that like, you should make work for just you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if you have, well, the president of that school, I remember like when we had our orientation, he was like, if you have a choice between like doing art and doing anything else, um, you should do something else because if you were really an artist, there wouldn't be a choice. And that like really resonated oh. with me. I was like, that's how I've always felt. Like it's not a conscious choice that I made. It was just a part of who I who I am. And it's always been with me and I've never known anything different. And so I think that they really instill that into you. And I think by default, a lot of people think to be like a practicing artist, a gallery artist, somebody who does commissions or freelance work for their for their job. Um, and I see nothing wrong with that. It's just, I struggle a lot with, I guess like being authentic to myself and not wanting to just create work that is pleasing to other people because I know it's what people will like and what people will buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was just all around kind of a crazy time. And um, yeah, it was, it was a rough decision to make, but I definitely don't regret it. And now still having my friend that goes to that school, like no offense to that school. It's a great <laughs> school. It has wonderful facilities and faculty um, just wasn't the right choice for me, but she is thriving there. She loves it. So that's just, goes to say that it's totally a personal preference on what you want out of your life and your education yeah cool what about like now this because you're still a student how is your experience now it's been interesting because I don't know I went from a school that had like every possible like machine Mm. pool I could ever want to make any sort of art to going to a school that barely has anything Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been a it's been a struggle trying to like I get like it almost felt like I was taking steps backwards when I transferred schools because I was learning so much and like always experiencing new things at that school and then going to this school which doesn't have as great uh, funding for their art department um, it was it was rough at first but I quickly found my way in and it also allowed me to have more independence in my studies because at KCAI I was always following what I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. and always just being like thrown into the next thing that they wanted us all to cram into our four years there. But here I have a lot more choice to be able to focus more on what I want to do, like 
reusing materials, sustainability and stuff like that. Um, so I'm very thankful that I get to like hone in my focus a little bit more because if I do decide to go on and like get my master's, um, I think that that'll help me a lot just having that like grounding and who, what I really, really yeah. love. Yeah, definitely. And then it's like, it's kind of, it would be kind of pointless which is good that you realize like that that wasn't for you because I feel like a lot of people have the experience like they stay with something because they think that they should but then yeah. even though it's not really what's they actually want to work towards so that's really good yeah. that you're in a situation now that you can focus on what you are really yeah. into I'm very thankful for the realizations that I had um but yeah <laughs> cool so then I you know I know you said you started you like opened your Etsy page in high school when did it actually become something that you did like you make a conscious de conscious decision like I want to grow this into something yeah. or did it just happen it was a conscious decision so I've always like had an Etsy shop and I would just like throw a new zine on there or I don't know a print or something that I had been working on um, but then Last year when COVID happened and I was working two jobs, which closed down because everything closed down. Yeah. Um, and I worked for a small, small businesses, which couldn't afford to pay us still throughout quarantine. Um, it became kind of like, I need to figure something else out um, to pay rent, to be a person, you know? And so I kind of went a little ham on Etsy and I started like, just designing a bunch of stickers and t-shirts and stuff. Um, the skate pup t-shirt specifically uh, was going to be a fundraiser for a school trip that I was supposed to go on summer of 2020, oh. which obviously got canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then I had all these t-shirts, so I like needed to sell them. Um, so that's kind of how that started. And then, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. Um, it was crazy. It was very busy for a while. Um, I'm, I was, it was, it was like actually crazy. I had to like hire my roommate to help me. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. I've always had one, but it didn't really become like a feasible point of income until spring, summer of 2020, which is crazy because I mean, I know a lot of people were struggling a lot with their small businesses and stuff during quarantine and mm -hmm. lockdown. Um, but I also think that just people being online more and people like having just more time to like yeah. explore art and different things helped out a lot for my business specifically. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought it was, I don't know why I was like under the impression that it was something that you had like, it was, what am I trying to say? That it was like further back in time that you yeah. like had it as like a, as big of a shop as you do now. Yeah, no, Etsy, I've always had, well, when I was at KCAI, I started vlogging, I started doing mm -hmm. like day in the life of an art student, and yeah. I was like one of the first people to do that, which I think is where I got a lot of my following, mm. but I wasn't really selling work, um, at least not um, commercial work, like stickers and t-shirts and stuff until last year. Um, so I think a lot of people have always been interested in me as an artist and as a creative person, I think I've always had people following me but it didn't explode until last year mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's crazy because it does it's not that long ago but it feels like forever so yeah <laughs> I know time is so weird yeah. <laughs> um so then I saw I don't know I remember if it was a 
YouTube video or on your Instagram or like both, but you are working also another, is it just one other job right now? Yeah, right now it's just one other job. Um, I go through phases where I like will take on another job because oh, I get okay. bored or like, I don't know, mostly like I've been trying to go on this like school trip with my school to Sweden for the past like two years, but it keeps getting canceled. Mm. So I'll, like take on another job because I'm like, I need to save money for this trip. But then like it gets canceled. I'm like, I don't need to be working uh, three jobs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still I still work. Um, I There was a period where I was solely doing Etsy, but that was a really, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think you're kind of catching on that. I have this like existential crisis. <laughs> like being the kind of person that I think a lot of people picture me as is mm. like this person who just does art and makes money off of their art and like that's great and I love the people who can do that but for me it just doesn't feel right sometimes and so um it's easier for me to just like go and get a job mm -hmm. that is like mindless and that you yeah. know because it's like making art and selling my work is like very personal to me yeah. and somebody who's like as emotional as I am it can be very stressful and that's all yeah. that you do there was really no separation of like me and my work and home and relaxing it all felt like a continuous stream so yeah like I said sense. I know that there are people that like do that successfully and like love being a, an artist who works for themselves and stuff and I do love parts of it I just like I said I'm just trying to figure out what makes me happy and like how to make things <laughs> less stressful for me um but yeah I'm very thankful and grateful for being able to support myself somewhat through art and doing that but 100% relying on Etsy was very stressful for me because people get tired of a certain design after so long mm. there's only so long that you can roll on one design and just like having to create new stuff non-stop for consumers is something that wasn't making me happy yeah so I like to just make new designs now on my own time and have it be something that is like a fun side job um, that really does bring me joy so that I can eliminate all of those stressors that I was feeling when it was my sole source of income. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that is so interesting because like, I mean, I see a lot of people like online say very mm -hmm. similar things and, but then I also see like people, you know, who it's like their full-time thing and yeah. yeah, so it's just super interesting to hear different people's views and experiences yeah I hope I'm not like putting anyone off to like pursuing making art for a living because like I said it's totally a personal opinion and what brings you joy and what makes you happy I mm -hmm. totally understand that I've had an immense amount of privilege in being able to decide that that's not for me um but I yeah I it's really fun like looking at artists that I really look up to who do this for a living. They're like always creating work and like making new products and stuff. And like, they seem like they're doing amazing. And I'm like, oh, a little part of me was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, mm. why is it this enough for me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, everybody's different and I try not to be too hard on myself. And I try to just like realize that I don't really have to live up to the expectations that I think other people have of me as an yeah. artist. And so that helps relieve a lot of pressure too. But yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Cause I feel like sometimes I have like not just like in general with things, like trying to make something work that I think should work, but I need to just like let myself do 
what、mm. is better for me. That's really good、mm. that you're like already have this has happened like with your school and with work, but you've been <laughs> able to to like in, be in tune with yourself and what is、yeah. really beneficial for you and not what you think that you should be doing. Yeah, I often think about how different my life might be if I. Were to stick with that one thing and then like go at it until I exhaust it completely. But I also think that like being young, like they really just try to like stick us in and be like, you pick one thing and you're gonna do that for the next forty、yeah. years. And like I'm not a huge fan of that. I think that like life is too short and that you shouldn't have to feel forced to do something that you don't want to do if you have, you know, a reason to be able to not do it.、Um, And I also think there's a lot of glamorization on the internet with small business owners, creators,、mm-hmm. and stuff. Obviously, the grass is always greener. I, I I really admire creators who are more transparent about, you know, kind of the ugly sides、yeah. of being a content creator, being an artist, that whole thing.、Um, so it's a very fine line to walk, and I I just hope that I'm like not putting you off on like any of the stuff that I'm saying. No, it's just yeah, I wanted to hear like. Your experience with it, and I mean, yeah, you you can't really know. Like people can't really know unless like they get some kind of taste of it. I, I mean,、yeah. well, I guess I take that back because you could. I feel like I do like learn a lot from seeing other people's experiences and like imagining myself in their shoes. But yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Change,、oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, so then. Can you talk about like your the work you make for for in school? Yeah, and like、um, I guess versus like the work you sell on Etsy. Be- yeah,、um, how is that? What's that process on like how do you dis- decide what to do? Sure. So with school, I graduate next spring.、Um, so I'm kind of to the point where I have a lot of creative liberty to just kind of make、mm-hmm. whatever I want. I'm. Pretty far into my emphasis, and I have a very close mentor relationship with the sculpture teacher that I am a student under, and so he kind of just lets me make whatever I want to make. That's cool. <laughs> so I kind of just kind of base it off of whatever I'm feeling. I really want to. I want to work more with wood this last year,、um, and just really get my technical skills together because I do want to have some. I don't know good skills on paper, not just、mm. like all conceptual stuff. Like I want to be able to be like I know how to work with this material like totally, and I can do anything you want with this, you know. So I want to work a lot more with wood, and he does have some requirements for our assignments, but mostly I can fit my ideas around them typically.、Um, my work for school is a lot more sculptural, obviously, since I'm a sculpture student. I make a lot of large work, large scale work, 3D work. Um, and then my work that I make for Etsy,、um, it has like to me. I like print work a lot for Etsy because you spend a lot of time on this one design, and then you can print it in whatever medium you want. So stickers, T-shirts, magnets, prints, postcards, whatever.、Um, I think that that's like probably one of the best things about print work is that you can multiply. This one thing that you spend so long on, you don't have to make five hundred things that you spend forever on. You can spend a long time on one piece of work and turn、yeah. it into twenty、like、different things.、Um, so I think about that too. I also 
think about like shipping costs because like shipping costs are crazy. So I tend to shy away from anything that is like too heavy. I like anything that can be shipped with a stamp. I think about that sort of stuff just because I think people as consumers are more likely to buy something if it doesn't cost so much to get to them Yeah. because we have, we're like in a day and age where like Amazon and other companies can give you like free two day shipping and like small business owners just can't really compete with that, you know? And so my, a lot of my inspiration for, I guess, like drawing just comes from daily life. Um, like my boyfriend's family owns a cattle farm. So that's where that mm-hmm. little cow drawing came from. That was, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I really like animals and stuff like that. So that's a lot of what I draw. I like to also just like ask people what they want me to draw because oftentimes you can just like create a block if you're not opening up to other people's ideas yeah so yeah that's the cow thing was a combination of somebody had requested that and I saw a little baby calf at my boyfriend's (laughs) family farm and I was like I have to draw it like there's no choice now so (laughs) yeah I think that that's really the separation like both mediums I draw from my life experience but um I I definitely do have more of a entrepreneur entrepreneurial like mindset when I'm Mm -hmm. making stuff for my Etsy just because like I do oftentimes make that work with the um with the vision that it's going to be sold on Etsy whereas my schoolwork I don't really ever show anybody my schoolwork (laughs) I think the only people that see my schoolwork are the people at school or like the scholarship boards when they're like looking at my portfolio and stuff. Um, I would love to be able to like merge the two. Um, but I have very, I don't know. I, I've throughout the years of being on Instagram, I've learned to really separate my personal life from mm-hmm. my like business life. Yeah. So I think that that's where a lot of the separation happens. And I think that that's why a lot of people, when they actually sit down and talk to me about my experience as an artist are kind of shocked to hear all this because I don't always talk about this to mm-hmm. everyone on like yeah. Instagram and stuff. <laughs> Cause I don't think a lot of people even want to hear me talk about oh. this. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm interested, but yeah. <laughs> cool. So then um, I thought I had a question and then I forgot it based on something that you said. <laughs> That always happens to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember it later, maybe. So yeah, um, you talked about already a little bit inspiration. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about like your process in general for either for school or for stuff you're going to sell or both? Yeah. Um, so I am a huge advocate of sketchbooks. I think sketchbooks are like the most important thing an artist can have. Um, I th- I'm really fascinated by the process of creating work Mm -hmm. um oftentimes like that's something that's more interesting to me than the finished piece itself like I like to see how you got from point a to point b yeah and everything in between there um and so I think that like documenting how you make your work and sketching is really important I think that that's why I tend to do that like I've always had a sketchbook since I started art school um you can like flip you can just like see the different stages of my life if you like open up all the different sketchbooks Mm -hmm. um so I typically always whether it's school work or Etsy work I will always start off with a sketch or an idea um I'll do color swatches color swatches um shape just like play around with shapes and forms um and then I 
mostly a, a lot of my Etsy work is done digitally. So it's done on Procreate. Um, but I do occasionally do like hand-drawn traditional illustration and then I'll scan it in and edit it. And that's something I've been wanting to do a lot more of because there's just like some brush strokes and like things that like the yeah. iPad can't recreate. Yeah. And so that is something that I really want to try and get more into because I think that that'll give me more of kind of that organic look that I'm looking for in a lot of my work. Um, and so, yeah, a lot, a lot of my Etsy work is done digitally. Um, and then I wish that I had the facilities to like be able to print 500 t-shirts at home, but I don't. <laughs> um, so I will either order from a shop in town or like I'm ordering my tote bags from No Issue because they recently um, came out with a sustainable tote bag, oh. they say. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. Uh, I think that just like sketching stuff out, I know that that's like the most boring thing and probably not helpful at all, but sketching and um, it helps really figure out colors and stuff. If you can at least like find some colors that you like to go together, then you can make almost anything out of that. So, yeah. Um, what about like, do you have like sketchbooks or pieces, things that you make not even for Etsy or for school, like just stuff you make? yeah to make it yeah I make stuff all the time just for me um I think that that is something that keeps me really like rooted in being an artist because I think it's important to not make work for anyone but yourself sometimes I think that we can get really caught up especially if you do have your own like shop where you sell your art and you're a student you get kind of trapped in this routine of like making this thing for school and then making this thing for your shop and like bouncing between the two, but then never setting down and actually making the stuff that, you know, your heart wants to get out. And so I do make stuff on my own time. And there was like a realization where I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, you know, I think it's great that you're like always making stuff, even when it's not for school, because he was like, I only make stuff if it's for school. And I'm like, yeah, I never really thought of it like that. But again, it was one of those things that I didn't really feel like I had a choice of. It kind of is, to me, it's more like compulsion. Like mm. I just have to do it. Or I'm kind of scared to see what would happen if I don't do it. Like, what would I become? Suppressed <laughs> <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> yeah. How do you like, I mean, I don't know exactly what your schedule is like, but just hearing like, you know, that you're still a student and that you do um, more so now you said on your own time when you feel like it. Are making things for Etsy yeah. and you have like um, another job mm-hmm. how do you make it happen that you can still just naturally make stuff yeah. for yourself because I feel like I want to uh, like I feel like I get overwhelmed easily yeah. and it's like and then I have like all these things that I want to do just for myself but I feel like I can't do it so no, how do you do like too. fit that in I, I, when I was at KCAI, my life was in a state of just like constantly overwhelmed. Like I felt like I had no time to do anything that I wanted and no time to do the things that I needed to do. I just had no time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so for me, I am an avid list maker. I love making lists and like, even just like the silliest thing, like I'll write down like sketch tennis shoe or something because Mm -hmm. like I'll be in the car and I'll see something and I'm like I want to draw that and I'll have to write it down or I'll forget and I won't do it um this is not a healthy coping mechanism but I do have (laughs) a tinge of um 
what is it called bedtime revenge procrastination. oh yeah I barely found out about that like literally like two weeks yeah. ago and I was like oh yeah I, I yeah <laughs> I have that to a T like when I get home after a long day of going to school in the morning and then working all night I will literally stay up to the wee hours of the morning because that's like my only me time mm-hmm. um and it sucks because like you really are exhausting yourself but at the same time it's like very liberating to have that free time if your daily life you don't have much control over it's really nice to kind of hone in some of that control again is it healthy probably not like should I try to be getting more sleep yes but I'm still here still doing <laughs> I've gotten fired from my job or failed any of my classes so I think it's all good (laughs) yeah that's good to know I don't want anyone to feel like they aren't like doing enough I don't want anyone to feel like you know I don't like the people that are like we all have the same 24 hours in a day I'm like yeah we do but it's like easier for some people like I definitely am by no means high functioning I would not consider myself a high functioning person I need rest mm-hmm. and time to just do nothing um, but it's just about I guess like picking your battles and sometimes I do have to say no to doing things um, like commission work or hanging out with friends because like I just have to I need time to not be a real person so yeah <laughs> what do you think that it's going to be like when you're done with school like do you have like projects planned or stuff planned yeah it's it's very scary for me to think about because like I graduated in 2015 but then I took that year off that I took another semester off and then like all these weird things that happened in between but at the same time I still feel like I've been in school the whole time Mm -hmm. basically other than the few semesters I took off so like this has been such a part of who I am I guess like being a student Um, so it is a little bit stressful to think that I'm like nearing the end of that Mm -hmm. I I've I've talked a lot to my teachers that I'm close to at my school about like teaching at the collegiate level because that still allows you to have a lot of free time to do your own work Um, but it also gives you like a really great outlet to work with you know young people emerging artists Mm -hmm. kind of stay in the loop of what's what's new because I think that that's really important as an artist is to just keep learning yeah. about what is going on but then it also gives you kind of like a job that is you know <laughs> it's a creative job but it's also just kind of like a job that you can just like not have to worry so much um and you get like summers and stuff yeah. off. like you know that would be great for me <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing is, is you have to get a master's degree if you're going to yeah. teach so I would have to go and do that which I'm totally open to um it's just I don't know I have been in school for so long so it does kind of make me not want to do any more school but I do I do think that again like I know a lot of MFA stuff like since that's the terminal degree for art you have a lot of interdisciplinary stuff where you kind of just get to do whatever you want which does sound fun to me but there's no program near me so I would definitely have to move which Mm. is something that um something that is kind of hard for me to think about because I do really value stability at the same time I know it probably doesn't sound like that since I hop from one thing to another <laughs> but I, I do um since so I I do have one plan I would like to do an artist residency in Iceland next summer oh, after I graduate cool. um but we'll see how that goes um I'm going to apply to it sometime 
within this next year, but who knows if it's hard to plan stuff. So COVID is still a thing. And yeah, so that's my one plan. Um, I have a lot of plans for my senior show. Um, That's kind of really what's on the horizon for me is just planning a lot for, I guess, like my capstone experience, like the last four years I've been at this school. It's going to be crazy that this entire span of being in school can all be just like turned into like a couple nights in a gallery show. Like that feels weird to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No concrete plans other than the residency. Um, Yeah. Sorry. That's (laughs) getting introspective here. (laughs) Yeah. I just was curious on your thoughts on that because so like me I don't know. It's like weird too, because I graduated college um, in 2018 Mm. and then like I took a semester off and I I realized like at the end, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do after um, (laughs) because I got a degree in gender and women's studies and I had some ideas, but then I was like, oh, like maybe I'll work in a nonprofit or try to be in government or something. And I was like, that doesn't sound like, that sounds too stressful. (laughs) Like, um, and then especially like a lot of nonprofit stuff. And the thing is too, like, I don't know if it's just me, or, but I've talked to other people like my age who are like, how do you, how do you like research or find jobs to like apply to? So then like, that was an issue after I graduated. I was like, yeah, how do I even find stuff that might be interesting to me? So then, but then I also had like realized I was interested in art, but I was already graduating. So I was like, let me just graduate already but I can still go to like community college so now I'm like I have like one class right now and I'm still like planning to take stuff that I'm interested in I'm like okay well I've stayed like in my position that I was working in while I was going to school and so I just stay with that because I can just like do that and not think about it it's I work at a school um and then I can like figure out still what I want to do with my life and career and stuff um so it's kind of I mean you know everyone's uh experience is different but for me like that's kind of what happened and I feel like it's kind of I thought things would change but it's just like I don't know yeah no I think that I think that a lot of us are just kind of going through the motions of what everyone is telling us we should do like we hit these pivotal ages where we're supposed to be doing certain things. And so we think we need to be doing those certain things in order to be happy or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I did that and I don't think that that's the case. <laughs> um, I think a lot more people are kind of finding their own way through things too, as well. I know that like graduating school is a huge identity thing for me, which I think is why I gravitate towards the idea of wanting to be a teacher because then I think I'll be in school for like the rest of my life technically. Um, but I don't, I don't think that being a teacher would be an easy job either. Um, like I know that, yeah. you know, that's a lot of work and teachers often don't get paid fairly and stuff like that. So I'm not like, I don't have this like idea of this like perfect life after college or anything like that. But I do think that it is really important to just take the time that you need to really figure out that you're making the right choice because like if I could have saved myself the time from going to I I don't change anything but like I think that I didn't fully take into consideration how much money or time I was spending or you know some kids go into like student debt for school and stuff like that um 
those are like lifelong decisions that you're making at 18 and then people people don't I think put enough importance on that they're like stressed out because you want to get a small tattoo at 18 but not that you want to sign away like thousand dollars yeah you're 18 you know yeah especially Um, when you don't really know yeah what you like what you're interested in and that that, kind of always changes but especially at that age yeah yeah well that was another thing like I couldn't figure out just one thing I wanted to do like I still can't do that like when when we were having to pick like what area of art we wanted to go into like ceramics or painting or fiber or sculpture like I wanted to do it all I was like (laughs) yeah I do it all um but no I guess some things you need a little bit more direction but yeah I have thought about taking like a gap year or whatever to really decide if I want to go on to master to get a master's degree um I think that that's probably what would be best for me just because I'm kind of like a one-track mind kind of person like I see a a thing at the end and I I just get there Mm -hmm. so I don't think that I can like fully make a good choice about what my plan should be after graduating until I've already graduated and I see like where my life is at yeah yeah that makes sense cool um I wanted to ask a little bit more about your uh like drawing and making work and stuff and the mediums that you use so yeah for example like um how long have you used digital art tools like procreate yeah I actually just got my ipad and procreate like at the end of 2019 so it wasn't very long before I was making a lot of different things like the cool thing about digital art is that you can make so much in such a short amount of time like you can make a new thing like every 30 seconds yeah it just makes things really easy because you don't have to wait for things to dry yeah you can erase things if you mess up you know and so it really opened up kind of that option for me to be able to make new work more consistently to be able to sell it if I wanted to do that um I do think that I, I find a very great importance in traditional illustration in ink drawing, painting, that whole thing. I definitely don't want to lose that in my work, which is why I think I would like to do more mixed media kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like, I don't know, doing maybe illustrations that have like collage, but then touching it up on Procreate or doing half of it on Procreate and half of it in real life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think that that would help me feel more in touch with the work. Um, I think with a lot of my digital work, why I was like very unhappy with the idea of capitalizing off of it and, you know, that being an extension of me is because it felt very impersonal to mm. be making work on an iPad. I don't think that that's the case for every person that makes digital work, but for me specifically as somebody who has always just been a pen and paper kind of gal, um, I struggled a lot with um feeling connected and really feeling like this was something that I wanted to associate my name with mm. because it is it's your it's your work and yeah. it's a part of you and if you're not entirely happy with it it can feel very stressful to like put put that forward for people to scrutinize or enjoy um if you're not feeling 100% like it's a part of you you know yeah yeah um <laughs> I'm just like, dang, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, do you have a scanner? I don't. That is something that I 
want to invest in. There's a lot of things that I want that I wish I, I know could those are so expensive, right? Yeah. When I was at KCAI, they had really, really, really good scanners. <laughs> yeah. Which made it a lot easier. I made a lot more scanned in work. Um, but it's just kind of, I, I don't have a scanner. We have one at the public library and at my school that I can use, but it's kind of like, you know, when you're in the zone and you're making something, you yeah, don't want to drive or walk to the library or something. Yeah. So I've been using for the longest time, just like anything I need to turn in um, that needs to be like scanned. I've been using that like cam scanner app, which I think mm-hmm. that there's like really great hacks that you can use just like on your phone and stuff. So I'm not like negating that, like just because somebody uses cam scanner or something that they're like not a real artist mm-hmm. or whatever, because I think that like, being an artist just means making do with what you have and just creating, you know? And so, yeah, I would love to get a scanner. That would make things a lot easier. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking because I always wonder sometimes like, so some, these questions are kind of, you know, like selfish because it's like situations that I'm like in that I want to like, I'm curious about <laughs> how you handle those things because I don't have a scanner um not and I I do have a problem with like I feel or I feel like it's a problem or like I have a lot of ideas of stuff I want to make but then like it's hard to make it because I feel like uh, it's a just like going through all those all all of the certain steps Mm -hmm. and I feel like and I, I think too it's a problem I have where if something is doesn't go how I wanted it it's like wrong I don't want to finish something whereas like so I recently bought an iPad it's the first time I ever had an iPad so I could like make digital work and I I've only made like one or two things so far I've literally only had it for like two weeks and (laughs) I'm enjoying it but I'm just like uh, I don't know I don't know if it's like maybe it doesn't I'm I was like wondering I don't know if it's good or bad but maybe it doesn't have to be good or bad um just like you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe that can be something that can help me to make stuff that feels yeah. like how I want it to be, because because it's so easy to like edit or go back and like do a sketch and then do the final drawing over it. Because like, yeah. I don't know, I get frustrated easily with like, even though I really love the way traditional things, like you said, just like the traditional look of those things, and I part of me um, of the stuff I want to make, I want to learn how to make digital stuff look as analog as possible but um damn I forgot where (laughs) I was gonna end with that sentence but yeah just like what I wonder like how do people go deal with all of that yeah yeah I still have not perfected that whole thing um I think that (laughs) the iPad is great because you can start over and you can fix things and I also like that you can revisit things like if you just start a new layer between everything like you can fix basically anything or you yeah. can copy anything you want um, which I think is really really great because oftentimes when you are just drawing traditionally um, when you get that frustration you do sort of reach a point where you have maybe put too much on the paper and you mm-hmm. can't go back um, so I yeah. do appreciate that you can do that on an iPad you can kind of step away and then you can be like oh whoa I shouldn't have done that and then you can just take it off um, so I really really think that it's a very valuable tool to have in this day and age um, but I think yeah just stick with it because like when I first got my iPad I did not 
I wasn't 100% sold on it. I was like, oh, this is fun, you know, like, yay, procreate drawing. But I kind of didn't really realize how well I could utilize it until a few months later. So definitely like don't give up on it. It it it'll have it'll have its moment with you, I promise. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll fi- all of a sudden things will all click and they'll all align and you'll be like, ah, because like that's kind of how it happened to me. And also just like learning about what exactly you can do on Procreate and yeah. stuff, like while watching videos on Squarespace or like YouTube helped me a lot too because there were things that I didn't realize were so much easier yeah. than what I was how I was doing. Yeah. Them. I've already <laughs> seen a few videos and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like at the, the different ways you can use it. And I do exactly. think that I am going to really enjoy it, but part of me already feels like guilty for wanting to just make focus on digital work as opposed no. to traditional work. But I'm like, why am I even, No. at the end, I should just, it's just about like making stuff that I want to exactly. make. So At the end of the night, it's just about making and it, and it shouldn't matter how you get there. Yeah. Um, I don't I I'm not tr- like I wasn't trying to be like oh this is how you should do things just no yeah like, I would really like to incorporate more traditional illustration but the the like reality is that most of the work that I have created in the past year for Etsy has been 100% digital and, but that doesn't make it any less of a successful work or anything like that so yeah just yeah, like totally it's it's everything is a double-edged sword (laughs) (laughs) cool um so it's I know it's almost 6 30 I just had a couple questions left for you um I guess it's kind of like two in one but they're like related so how do you do you feel like you need to and if so how do you take breaks from making work and then like what do you just like to do for fun yeah so I do always constantly feel like I need a break (laughs) (laughs) making work because when it's just like I said when it feels like an extension of yourself when it feels like just another limb you have like you being an artist is just like having a third arm it can be hard to separate that from who you are and it can be hard to separate work from home and relaxing from work because even when you are making things for yourself sometimes you know you're in that mode where it's like oh I'm making things all the time for work. And so if I'm making stuff now, it feels like work, even mm. though it's not. Like your mind just can't really switch off sometimes. At least that's how I felt. And that's how it really, really was when I was doing Etsy all the time, full time. It There was no separation for me. And I was like very drained all the time, even though I was doing what I loved and making stuff and, you know, but mm-hmm. I definitely think that it's important to take breaks. I really like to go camping. Um, I know that's not like everyone's cup of tea, but I love camping. I love swimming. Um, I'm like not like a woo-woo hippie person like at all. Like I'm very skeptical of that sort of stuff. But like there's like scientific reason behind like grounding and like spending yeah. time in nature and stuff. And so like that's that's really nice. But even just like staying home and like cleaning my apartment and doing those things that like are just like menial like tasks that sometimes you just forget can like just make you feel better like tidying your house cleaning your room sorting your closet that's yeah. stuff that is work but feels not like work to me because it's like time away from other things that I feel like are expected of me um 
and obviously spending time with friends thrifting I think that's a big one for me oh yeah I like <laughs> seeing when you post them yeah I I, I love I, I love sharing thrift stuff because I mean I'm six foot two and I'm also like plus size so like it's not exactly easy to find stuff that <laughs> one fits me or two is in a style that I like mm. um so I always just I like I like to see other people's stuff too so that's kind of like my rule for sharing it's like if I would want to see something like this then I'll share it you know like if I would want to see something else post about this yeah um but yeah um yeah just thrifting spending time with friends other normal 20 something (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool um that's cool I want to I really want to camp but nobody in my like my because I'm married my husband's not into that and I feel like yeah. there's no one else and because I don't I mostly hang out with my family but there's no other family members that I would want to go camping with yeah so I it, need to like figure that out yeah it can be hard I I'm lucky enough to have like my boyfriend loves camping and my roommate loves camping and all my friends love being out in nature and doing that stuff so yeah, I, I haven't ever done like a solo trip. That's something that I would like to do, but it, it can be a little scary, especially yeah. being like a young woman to yeah. go camping on your own. But I know that there are people that do it successfully. There are ways that you can do be safe about it. But yeah, I I hope that you can find a friend out there that would be camping. Especially you do you live in California? Yeah. There's gotta be, there's some great camping spots out there. Like I, I live in, I live in Missouri, so it's like <laughs> It's like not exactly the prettiest place around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to figure. There's yeah. like groups and stuff, but um, I'm working on it. <laughs> That's yeah, cool though that you like to do that. <laughs> um, cool. So that's pretty much it. Is there anything, like any advice you would give to any artists? I think that out of everything that I've worn vomited tonight, <laughs> the only thing that I really want people to hold on to is that just be authentic to yourself and live your truth and try not to worry too much about what you think the world or society or the internet is expecting of you to be um, because that's the pressure that I felt for a really long time was trying to be the artist that all of my followers wanted me to be Um, but that's you know that's just a race that you can never win and at the end of the day the only thing that's important is how you feel and the people that are around you and just being authentic. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> cool. Cool. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> and can be hard at times too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much yeah. for talking to me and everything. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed that interview. Um, I really, really appreciate being able to have Ella on and hear about her experiences and her opinions and her take on different things. Um, yeah, if you did enjoy the interview um, and you haven't listened to any other episodes, you can go ahead and do that if you would like to. And if you like the podcast in general, you should definitely subscribe And I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as well as share to any friends or family who you also think would enjoy this episode or other episodes. And you can also share on social media and tag us and follow us 
at Tending Creativity. And I will also, in the show notes, you will see um, you will see those links and you'll also see the links to Ella's Instagram, her Etsy shop, and YouTube and portfolio if you want to check those out. Again, I hope that you enjoyed the episode and you check out other episodes if you haven't already. And I hope that you have a beautiful week.